Let's go T-Y-T-Y-G-Z-A Don't care if you care what I'm gonna say Joe Boo likes to say that's fair Bet you probably thought that you just wouldn't care Don't stop listening to the podcast Jay Bird, join cause he has a blast Going viral is in plain sight Jay Bird guaranteed to say right, right Make sure that you know we keep it clean We've heard it both ways, what's that mean? Let's make sure you have your headset We put our message on the internet White Heat is screaming in the studio Slop, slop, and slop, slop, and sloppy Joe Go ask your friends to come join you Go all in until you have a break through the show I love the mics I drop to be part of the show that can't stop You gotta know we do it all for you Show I love the friends I bring to be part of the show that is king. Alfred's record when it's time to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast TYTYDCA. I am the average Joe Boo. I am the average Joe. And we are we're hitting you today with our Christmas special. It was uh, it's it's the day after Christmas. It's the day after Christmas. It's like the fourth annual. Uh huh. But we kind of like missed it last year with COVID. Right. And then, uh, you know, Christmas is busier and busier the more things we do. It is. So, we, you know what? We just record the day after and not that big a deal. Yeah, it's almost like a blessing. I mean, I've enjoyed the fact that we, we got to do two years in a row Christmas Eve. But, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. family and friends. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Life's a change and evolving. Christmas post. Right. Right. Absolutely. It was the day before Christmas, the day after, and the city was a rush. Not everyone was off, and others making a last-minute shopping push. The average Joes were ready to go live with some entertainment, to give you all something to watch and enjoy until your holiday plans commencement. This is the podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About, where you really don't know what you're going to get. It's like... Christmas morning, opening up a present from your great aunt Sue. Could it be a stocking, or could it be last year's stew? Could it be a conversation about how you wipe? Are you a buncher or a folder? And who doesn't care about the morning routine? I know I do now. So a little blast from the past, 2019. Yep, yep. That was the was that the last episode there? Yeah, of Christmas the Christmas Eve. ones that we did. Yeah, uh, until today. C- correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, I mean, you don't you don't know what you're going to get on the show. You don't. Yeah, and that is the beauty of it. Yeah, it's like a white elephant party. That's right. Every time we record, it is. Yeah, and sometimes you might get a dad joke. You could. Sometimes you might get a prank call. Sometimes you could be on search for poutine. That's right. Sometimes there's confetti poppers. There are sometimes. Sometimes there's not. Oftentimes right. there's parodies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Parodies galore. There's there's so many parodies. Would you like to listen to a parody? Yeah. What if we had some Christmas parodies? Let me see if I can make one of those real quick. Okay. Uh, Are you talking about some day after Christmas magic? Day after Christmas magic. Okay. Whew. 
You better watch now, you better subscribe, better share posts, I'm telling you why. Average Joes are coming to town. We're searching topics to find one that's lit. Gonna see who thinks they don't care about it. Average Joes are coming to town. We upload when you're sleeping. We record when you're awake. We know if it's a good episode, so stream us for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch now, you better subscribe, better share posts, I'm telling you why. Average Joes are coming to town. We're searching topics to find one that's lit, gonna see who thinks they don't care about it. Average Joes are coming to town. We upload when you're sleeping. We record when you're awake. We know if it's a good episode, so stream us for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch now. You better subscribe. Better share posts, I'm telling you why. Average Joes are coming to town. You know, Joe, that might just be the first of the Christmas magic we have today. I'm telling you, you know, and if you're out there listening and you're an educator, mm-hmm. uh, I want to let you know that we do have access to copiers and we can print off some of these lyric sheets for yeah, you. Yeah. If you are thinking to yourself next year when my kids are having their Christmas performance, yeah. we want to update it, refresh it a little bit. Yeah. And you want some average Joe's Christmas carols? We yeah, got you covered. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the next evolution. We need yeah. a children's choir well, so, oh, to sing some of these. Okay, okay. In I studio mean, or just in studio, in, out in the pub, like out in the in the in the quarry or whatever. Yeah, in, in the quarry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like to I like to go to the quarry Cor- and throw stones Corling. down there. Yeah, quarreling, uh, caroling, caroling. Is it cor- in carol the, in the quarry? I know, but is it like was it called a corralling? You know, it's caroling. Caroling? But no, but like quarry. What, what is, co- what is corral- quarry? Like what is- Corraling, I think, is whenever you put horses in the barn I know, but like stuff. choir. But don't they call it quarreling? Quiring? Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we can be inquiring about that. Yeah, yeah, inquiring. Yeah, shout out to uh, former showboaters if you could let us know uh, what the... Uh, I don't know if it's coraling. But coraling? I don't know. Caroling? I don't know. I don't know. Singing. Feliz Navidad. That's Cor- all, you, know. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's Feliz fair. Navidad. So, uh, so Joe, how was your Christmas? Um, it was great. Yeah, really and truly, probably one of the best ones ever. Really? Uh, what did you get? Did you get anything? I did get some stuff. Um, I got a really cool wallet. Yeah, that the kids had customized. It has Average's media logo. Yeah, on the front and on the back, it has one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a few other things from them. Furry Crocs. Shout out to the dads out there. Okay. Love them. Furry Crocs. Yeah, like the fur. Uh, they got the. They're fur lined on the yeah, inside. Fur lined on the inside. Dude, those are gonna stink so bad after like four four wears. That's why I'm, I'm getting them out of the way now, so you can't smell anything yet. So. Oh, I see. You're, you're wearing them in public now while they smell okay. Yeah, but I was really worried about it because it's so freaking hot. Oh yeah. You know, like well, yesterday, it's like I wore a them all day seventy yesterday. degree Christmas on yeah. Christmas Eve yeah. yesterday and today. We had a hard time uh, yesterday because I found believe it or not i found matching pajamas okay for, to go with these hats yes okay <laughs> well 
that was was going to be worn okay, okay. Uh, that day, but uh, but for the whole house. Yeah. So ranging from me to all the kids to my brother to my mom, all of us. Really, you all had matching pajamas. Yeah. Well, okay. I, we sourced them from various places, but we found red. you had relatively matching, like yeah. if you were doing a family photo shoot. Yes. Coordinated pajamas. Yes. If you're friends with me on Facebook, go check them out. We we look quite quite awesome. I think. Really. But yeah. So it was red flannel. Okay. Uh, pants and then a red T-shirt. Okay. okay. So it was pretty fun. But okay. it was uh, it was hot and, you know, flannel pajama pants. Yeah. Chestnuts nice. roasting on an open fire. It yeah. Was, it was Chestnuts warm, it was roasting a, on your flannel pants. Yeah, it was it was a toasty one. So, you know, come mid-afternoon, everybody else is like, sorry, we're putting on shorts and flip-flops. And I'm like, you know what? These are comfy pants. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm embracing it. Okay. So I kept them on, kept them on all day. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was a highlight of your Christmas? Uh, maybe outside of the matching pajamas. Well, I tell you what, you know, Christmas time's busy. We've talked about that. Oh yeah. We have, you know, you have lots of family events and friends and traditions and stuff. And this year, um, things were a little bit different. And Christmas Eve, it was just us. Yep. And um, we did, had a nice dinner. Shout out to the Finches and Finch Barbecue. Oh yeah. It was. Incredible. I'm really excited to try that turkey and, and brisket. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But yeah. we, we had music going. We had this nice barbecue dinner. We opened up gifts and stuff, and it was just very relaxed. It wasn't rushed. Right. It was just, uh, I don't know, it was a real special time for us and, uh, you know, with, with uh, uh, the average niece with us as well. Oh, it was yeah. just, oh, uh, yeah. it was pretty special, man. The kids were really involved this year with She's starting to take a it. daughter role now, yeah? As opposed to a niece role with you? Well, I would say that... Fairly. She's getting closer and closer to being like your daughter than your niece. Well, what I would say is is that, you know, maybe it's... Uh, like daughter-esque. Well, I think always. You know, yeah. I think we've, we've been very, very fortunate since uh, she first entered the world uh, to have... I'd say a very uniquely close relationship with her. Like, oh. um, so we all feel very, very close uh, with her, and uh, we love her to death. But we got to spend lots of time with the other nieces and nephews, and oh, good. Um, brothers and sisters, and and uh, the in-laws, and just the whole nine yards. Man, it was uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Good, good. The best you could have asked for. Well, you know, as crazy things have been the past couple of years, it yeah. just was nice. It was, yeah. you know, knock on wood. It was yep. nothing Not yet. super crazy. Yeah, <laughs> nothing super crazy. But it was just, it was a really, really good time, man. Good, good. And you know what maybe has helped that time be so good is that I believe both you and I in the Pickums this week so far are three for three. Yeah, we're uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, right now, we're looking pretty solid. I think we're pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay, okay. I won that last week. You did win. I've won. I've won twice in fifteen weeks. I don't know if that's good output. Well, I tell you, the I think that you've probably you've definitely won more than I have on it. But yeah. um, I've been really impressed with Adam in uh, the Survivor. Oh yeah, dude. He is dude dominated. Won, he won that Survivor in 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 twelve weeks or something. Nobody can catch him. Yeah, I don't know. It might have yeah. been fourteen, but still. Yeah. There was one week he just didn't pick. He's like, oops, I forgot. Yeah, and no, but still, nobody could catch him. Um, I will tell you with the with this interesting as the rest of this NFL season has been with all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been sweating my uh, halftime show picks. Oh, uh, oh my goodness! Uh, I don't think any one of us are going to be close to that. No, no, yeah. no. Nobody's going to be uh, coming through on a bet there. No, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, being a homer and all, it'd be really cool. If the Cowboys still made it, but I'm like, mm. yeah, they're looking, they're looking less and less like a Super Bowl team. 
They're looking more and more like a defensive miracle from yeah. last year to this year. Yeah, but I, I don't want to doubt Tom Brady, but I don't think the Bucks are going. I don't think the Bucks got it either. I don't think you know, they got it. I think, and, uh, I think, honestly, I, think, I see the Packers have it probably yeah, wrapped up. Yeah, and I hate to say this because, you know, I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching Hard Knocks. So Those I'm, Colts are looking pretty good. Yeah. Right I don't know that how running they did back, it. Well, I like that coach a whole lot. Like, I've been watching yeah. Hard Knocks because yeah. it's the first time they're doing it in season. Oh, yeah. So, I've enjoyed getting to see more about those players because I never really pay attention to the Colts. It's no no offense it's to Indiana, Colts. but, like, yeah. I don't care. Peyton Manning, that was After the only that, thing yeah. he paid attention to. Yeah. yeah. But that running back of theirs, man, he's impressive. Jonathan Taylor is pretty solid. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who would have thought he was the best running back of the league? At the beginning of the year, he was going to be where he's at now. Who would have thought? I, I wouldn't have. He was, like, the 20th running back drafted in, in, in most every draft. But yeah, I mean, he's a guy that has skill and talent. Yeah, of and course. He's actually, he is in the NFL. He's actually hungry. Oh, yeah. Unlike our multi-million dollar star running oh, back. Oh, Zeke Elliott is, uh, yes. is garbage. I did, find a, uh, I did find a Zeke ornament that I almost you got you Oh. to go with your Dak ornament. It, it's not a bobblehead. It was more like one of those, you know those old football action figures? Yeah. Come in the box and stuff, yeah. and you, you never took them out of the box because you wanted them to hold their value or whatever? Right. Uh, it was a lot like that. I like it that. Was, it was a, you know, I don't know if he had the Heisman pose or if he was like stiff-arming somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyways, I didn't get it because I know you don't like Zeke. So I just, I'm not a fan, I, you know. I think he's, I think he's, I think Zeke is good, but that's it. Like, I don't think he's special. I don't think he's going to, like, blow away any kind of yeah, competition he, he had for all a spot. the talent. He had all the skill. He definitely got paid. Yep. But, Once uh, he got paid, he sucked. Pretty much, man. And, uh, you know, his backup. Sounds like somebody else I know. <laughs> his backup <laughs> in, at Ohio State, uh, you know, I'm ready for him not to be the backup anymore and to be the starter, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah. Were they together at Ohio State? Yes. Were they really? And I didn't he played behind him too. I didn't. I didn't watch uh, much. I don't watch much college football. I don't but. really either. I usually watch only University of Texas games. Yeah. Uh, but that's been hard lately. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I, I watched the Michigan Ohio State game. Yeah. Oh. You know. <laughs> that was a good. game. You ever have one of those nights or weekends where you're just like, oh, I just I want to watch something, but I don't want it to be political. Yep. I don't want it to be like controversial. I just want it to be something I can enjoy with no of those other elements. Yeah, so it's hard like, to do these days. It by is. The way. So I was looking for sports documentaries. I've been watching the Man in the Ring with the Peyton Man, or not Peyton Man, but uh, Tom Brady. And anyways, on HBO, it came up with this Ohio State Michigan um, documentary about the rivalry. I had no idea. You know, here in Texas, you think like UT. Versus Oklahoma, the, yep. back in the day, A and M. Oh yeah, and Texas, really big rivalries. No, like Ohio State and Michigan, they hate each other. Like yeah. it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if I, if there weren't like on campus pranks that were like big time property yeah. Uh, yeah. changing pranks. Yeah, like, like each school, like in their yeah. their whole facility, yep. it's all about beating that other team. Like yeah. the propaganda and stuff. Well, you know, it, uh, this was the first year in decades. Yes, that Michigan beat Ohio State in. The regular season. That was a great game. It was. It was a fantastic game. And uh, uh, so okay, so there's four there's four teams in the college playoffs right now. You got yeah. Cincinnati, Alabama, Michigan, and Georgia. Who do you want to see in the championship? I want. Let's just I go. Want, let's go game by game. Michigan, okay. Alabama. Who's winning? Uh, I want Michigan to win. I'm not, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Cincinnati, Alabama. They're playing each other. Cincinnati. I love Cinderella stories. You want Cincinnati to beat Alabama? Yeah. Anybody to beat Alabama? Okay. Uh, you got Michigan, Georgia. I want Michigan to win. So you want to see a Michigan Cincy uh, national championship game? Yep. Really? 
I want to see a Michigan-Alabama game. I would take that, too, as long yeah. as Michigan wins. Well, I, again, with no dog in the race, I like right. to see a good football game, right? I don't have a Michigan or Ohio State dog in the race. I saw a good football game put on by Michigan and, and some clawing back that happened by Ohio State, right? Speaking of running backs, though, Michigan State's – not Michigan State, uh, but Michigan's man. Michigan's that, running back That dude's is good. good. He's a bad man. Yeah, he might be my first draft next year or whenever yeah. he's in NFL. Yeah. It'll be, I think it's next year. I think he should be go to the. I think he's gonna be going to the. Draft. He probably will be, but I don't know. His, I, I don't can't know keep up anymore because of the whole red shirt and the yep. changing in rules. Yep. People have like six or seven years of eligibility. It seems like now. Yeah, well, right. so I can't tell. Like, Thank you, COVID. Yeah, they're going into they're going to the draft at like nineteen or twenty now or like thirty five. I I can't keep up with it. Right. So, uh, just just so we just so we know where we're at. Mm-hmm. Thank you, COVID, for giving us. More than four years eligibility. So, in reality, 18-year-old boys are playing with 50-year-old men in college. Thank you. That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, just figured I'd throw, the, throw that back out at you a little bit. But It's one of my favorites. You know, one of your favorite little bits. Yep, yep. Yeah. You, wanna, you, wanna, you have something to thank right now? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. You can tell me when you do. I will. And, I got uh, you. Give me a couple seconds to cue it I got you. But, uh... But anyway, so back back to Christmas, back to Christmas stuff. How was yours? Uh, my Christmas was was nice and and calm. It's not over. It's not over. <laughs> it's never over. Uh, no, my parents' Christmas is going to be New Year's Day, and so my mom came down with with COVID, uh, the mm. Omicron variant or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but she uh, she this is the second time she's had it, and so but this time it's it's significantly less effect to her it's more like a a nuisance yes it's a headache she can't she can't shake there may Mm. be some some congestion or something like that accompanied to it but but she's not just down in the dumps like she was the first time with fever and body aches and all kinds of other stuff uh this time it's just it's headache it's It's more more like it's it's like it's a sinus right type of thing as opposed to anything else anyway so I'm, i'm happy that to hear that type of news um that she's that she's doing okay, um, but we had already scheduled it for New Year's Day anyway. So she got this about a week ago or so. So she should be well into the clear of mm-hmm. uh, of that day and everything. But uh, so anyway, so that's not over because because uh, we have that to go as well. But uh, Christmas Eve was was great with the kids. Um, they received a three dimensional puzzle, which uh, was created by Satan. Lucifer himself. Yeah. It's a castle. And is it the foam ones like when we were kids or is it a wood one? It's foam. Okay. It's it's like a it's a styrofoam type of material. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, so um this this thing, eight hundred and sixty five pieces or whatever. Not to mention the pieces that you tear off and throw away because they're like windows or they're the little things to hold it upright or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to poke poke out those little holes to have them. Uh, this is literally created by the devil, and the reason why it was created by the devil is because it is a castle where every brick of the castle looks the same as each and every other brick of the castle. Like, there's no, there's no clear. This is the left portion of the castle. This is the right portion and of the castle. The foam pieces are squishy, so it you might look like it's lining up, but oh, right. it could actually just really be forced, and you not even realize it. Absolutely. Uh, so there's been a, there was a couple that I had to take out because I thought they went together and now I look closer and the lines didn't line up you know the little bricks didn't line up or the the wall piece didn't right. line up or whatever anyway so we got quite a bit of that done um, we took uh, 
we, there, there was no way we were going to get it like starting to to go up yet, right? Did you do the panels from bottom to top and then connect them together, or so were that's you what trying to go? No, so that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to connect all the panels, and they have like teeth on the side that yeah. that overlap or whatever and hold each other in place. And so we were making sheets. We were trying to make sheets right. as best we could. And uh, well, first thing we did was we got rid of all the pieces that you had to discard. All the little pieces with red dots are pieces you were just supposed to discard. So we got rid of all those, which took at least an hour. It was ridiculous trying to find them all, and then trying to figure out how do we how do we erect this boat? How do we know this is a complete piece or whatever? And I started to figure out how to tell it was a complete piece. It has straight edge, or it had uh, like like calculated teeth up the side. You know, every every square was it was a square and a space that fit one of those squares all the way up and down the side. And so, anyways, I started figuring that out, and we got quite a bit of things together, and uh, we we separated all the pieces into the like the moat or the grass outside of the castle that's going to be on the on the table, you know. And then we got uh, several pieces that were similar type, you mm-hmm. know, all together. And so, uh, so we 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 did like we spent like an hour hour and thirty minutes on it. Just separating it out. It that's that's this is why yeah. it was made by Satan. Do you still with the three D puzzles? I haven't done one in ages, but I've never done one. There, I mean, I feel like towards the end of high school, I think it was kind of like your you know your family still wants to give you gifts, but you're yeah, what is not really you know you're not getting Power Rangers anymore at that right. point, you know. Uh, so I think I got a couple, but three D puzzle oh. I thought was super cool in, in terms of an idea. Maybe make yeah. the pieces slightly bigger. Fair, you know, but what about the edges? I don't remember. Do you still does the set because doing a normal jigsaw puzzle, you do the corner pieces like yeah. the straight edges. You separate those out. Yeah. Does that still apply with a three D puzzle? Kinda, yeah. I mean, you you get st- you get straight edges together, um, but of course there could be other other straight edges that have uh, that that oh, that I don't know that that are the top of the puzzle now, right? right? Instead of the bottom or yeah. the, around the outside. Anyways, it's just it's it's weird. It's tough. It was fun sitting with them. Maddie's a puzzle person. She's a math mind. She wants to try to solve problems and stuff. So she was having she was like super OCD with it. I mean, she. I wonder where she gets that from. Right. She was getting all. She was getting all the pieces like super organized and everything. And then uh, and Cameron started. Cameron was just like, let's get after it. Like just let's do it and see what we got. And she kept putting pieces together. She's like, I think this works. And I was like, I don't. I don't think that works. She's like, okay, we'll try again. And so, anyways, she had a lot of fun. And uh, and so, anyways, so we did that. And then uh, fell asleep watching uh, the Grinch and holiday movies and stuff like that. Just on the just hanging out on the couch. Both Maddie and Cameron beside me. Uh, Tara was was there as well with her mother and. And uh, we fell asleep on the couch as we were watching it and everything. And uh, Christmas morning comes around. And uh, pro- it was the coolest thing. Uh, uh, Tara got herself a car. Those are pretty cool videos, man. Yeah. Uh, and so she's still afraid to drive, but uh, she hadn't gotten her license yet. She's got her permit. And so she's got to get that license in order to obviously get that freedom. But my question to her was, how's that first dose of freedom? You know? You don't have the freedom unless you have the vehicle in which to take part. It's a great in motivator to get her over that that, that last hump. Well, so I think that she's become such a a more uh, she's striving more for that freedom a little bit from the standpoint. Her friend just got her license and she's been they've been going out on the weekends all day, like going mm-hmm. shopping all day, going mm-hmm. going out to eat or coffee or whatever all day long, and she's not having to just be in her room or or just be at the house. 
so anyways, so now she can kind of start to jump into that and go get a job and mm-hmm. all this, all the things. So that was super cool. And, uh, you know, and that's really all that it's about, you know, having the kids and making sure they're happy and everything. Cameron got this, uh, this little projector that projects the solar system or a solar oh, system neat. type of thing on the wall. It has like a nebula and, and stars everywhere and you can change the brightness and stuff. And she put it on her desk and shine it up on the wall during the day. And she's like, Oh, can you imagine how this will be at night? It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool, baby. Anyway. So, uh, so anyways, it was, it was cool. They were super excited. Of course. I mean, you know, my kids, I, I, I consider them to be some of the most loving kids I've ever met, but of course they're mine. So uh, I know that I'm biased, but, uh, they just super sweet, man. Super, super sweet. So anyways, uh, Good day. It was a good. It was a good couple days. All, all in all, uh, I, I think you see in the in the camera there uh, a Christmas present that I got. I'm an office fan, and so uh, I'm just pooping. You know how I be. That's pretty awesome. So, anyways, that's from the uh, that's from the episode where um, Dunder Mifflin's about to get sold or go bankrupt or whatever, right. and Michael Scott gets the news, but nobody else does. He's in the bathroom throwing up. Somebody's like, did you just throw up? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, just, just pooping. You know how I be. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, you know, a lot of fun, good times, and uh, nice and nice and chill. And I like that my parents are doing it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day because it spreads it out, you know. Definitely. And I think <clears throat> it's hard because, like, you know, is and now you're, you being on the younger end of the spectrum of your family. Yep. You've, you've seen it for a while, just – is the families are getting older me on the other on the older end of the spectrum of my siblings yeah i kind of went through you're starting to see it now yeah yeah yeah. um you know jess and austin they they live like an hour or so away and and you know they emma was sick and and you your time becomes more precious because you know with my siblings being younger and still all local like we we would always be around each other for the full spectrum of holidays and then and then some yep but now now not as much, yeah. and the time is, is is fewer and far between. And, and so, you probably felt like you there was a portion of you that you feel now, then took it for granted. Yeah, well, it's been um, you know, as as the, you know, you talked a little bit about you know Jamie, that everyone being so young when when she was born and stuff, and yeah. so it's been it's been challenging the relationship I have with her mm-hmm. <clears throat> versus some of my other nieces and nephews just because of things of, you know, parents being older and, yep. and more, yep. uh, separation as far as the standpoint of like geographic yep. location and stuff, you know, whereas, you know, you, you get to see him like Emma, she's still, I don't see her that often. So right. she's kind of like, eh, you know, yep. so I'm enjoying her from afar, yeah. uh, type of thing. But she was, thanks she was, to Facebook and yeah, all those other things. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. She, um, she's getting great and, uh, and she's fun cause, Open and present still because she, you know, she's just a little, little past one. Yeah. Not the big of a deal. She likes some of the stuff, but she's more just curious. Yeah. And whereas like uh, Stetson and Dallas, my nephews and, you know, and Emily's a little bit older mm-hmm. uh, than them, obviously, but they're still in like, ah, uh, you know, yeah. just pandemonium. Yeah. 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 And it's like the tiniest thing, like, you know, like a box, but like, it's a box, you know? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's fun, dude. I saw this post from Matthew McConaughey where he talked about, um, not losing sight of the wonderment of children during yeah. the holiday. Oh yeah, and it kind of resonated because as our kids get older, there's less of that. Absolutely, not, not like in a bad Absolutely. way. It's just like us, right? We're not in awe of as much because we've seen so much. Yep. 
So yeah. it's fun. Well, and you know what also is fun? One more of those Christmas miracles. Jack's getting roasted on an open mic. Jaybird's laughing at our song. Topics discussed with enthusiasts. And Joe Boo sounds like a ding dong. Everybody long. For a joke and some parodies That make each season light Hot mics with their headphones on tight Never find it hard to record Monday night We know that Jaybird's on his way. He's bringing lots of swagger and maybe some sway. And every listener's ear is gonna hear to see if they really heard it both ways. And so I'm offering this simple phrase To listeners from one to maybe two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you Joe, I got a couple questions for you. I was not I was not expecting that. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Which famous sportsman lit the torch at the opening ceremony of the 1996 Olympic Games? Muhammad Ali. Very good. Which company produces all NBA National Basketball Association uniforms? Wilson. No. Nike. Oh, Nike. I'm thinking balls. 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 <laughs> Last question. What is the lightest weight? Category in Olympic boxing. Super flyweight. Ooh, flyweight, not mm. super flyweight, just flyweight. I bet they're super fly though. Yeah, maybe. That was trivia. Okay, Joe. So, uh, uh, what are what are things? What are some things that you um, that are must haves during the holidays? Hmm, must-haves. Yeah. Let's see. Growing up. Oh. Uh, well, no, I mean, we oh, still. Oh, okay, sorry. You, yeah, sorry. That wasn't yeah. an answer. Okay. Chocolate-covered cherries and cashews were two of, like, you know how dads or your grandparents, you had the quintessential, like, their gift, right? You know what I mean? Like, yep. outside of socks and underwear. Yeah, it's like, getting, like, it's, it's like getting it's, the hot sauce packets. Yeah. The hot sauce, like, uh, the, the gift box things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Except so cordial we, cherries right. is what you, what you, yeah. Okay. So we still get those kind of in homage. Okay. 
um, you know, if you will. I think I don't know, man. I, going to see Christmas lights for yeah. me is a is a is a big that kind of gets me in the in the spirit or the mood. I think okay. that's a, an important um, kind of tradition. Okay. Okay. What about you? Um. So I um uh, I I just I'm a Christmas music guy. Yep. I will. I'll listen to it in July. Not all the time, but if the mood strikes or whatever. Okay. Speaking of which, what if we have two volumes of Average Joe's Media Presents yeah. Christmas Mix, Volume 1 and 2. I do what we do. On Spotify, yeah. Okay. Uh, Fan sourced. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll listen to it all day and, uh, you know, kind of. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. You know, so after, uh, like after all the Christmas festivities, like you kind of get overwhelmed with all the Christmas mm-hmm. stuff. Like I'm sitting back like, no, the music is still phenomenally good. And um, even though even though you may feel overwhelmed because it's been Christmas, 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 throw it in your face, throw it in your face, mm-hmm. throw it in your face. Um, yeah, okay. But the music is good. Now, are you a Christmas song traditionalist, meaning like you don't mind other people doing covers of them, but you only like those core songs? Or do you are you also a fan of some of the more modern Christmas songs? Um, I don't know what modern means. I, I like Dean Martin and all those old... Right, uh, Nat King Cole songs and all that stuff. I like the Michael Bublé now. Yeah. I mean, he's been making some modernized uh, type of Christmas, even though it's more in the Frank Sinatra type of voice. Right, but like, so like Ariana Grande has, okay. yeah. where she sings some of the classics, but she has her own like pop versions. Yep. Uh, Casey Musgraves, if you haven't listened to her album, phenomenal. So one of my favorite songs, uh, one of my recent favorite songs actually came from Pitch Perfect. Uh, whenever uh, Anna Kendrick starts singing with Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And she starts doing the mix during the middle of it, and uh, mm-hmm. or the remix or whatever. And so, anyways, it's just a, it's a it's a lighthearted, fun song. Um, it's, it's Casey Musgraves' "Ribbon and Bows." Check that one out. It's "Ribbon good. and Bows." "Ribbons and Bows." "Ribbons yeah. and Bows." Okay. Uh, but yeah, no man, I just uh, Christmas music for me. Lights, I can take them or leave them. Uh, my house, I did not decorate my house. Decorations, I can take it or leave it. I mean. For me, decorating for each season is is such a chore. It, it was always a, I had to help take everything out of the attic, put everything back up into the attic, and I'm I'm over like having to get bins full of decorations just to simply have your decorations up for a month, maybe two, and then you're just like, oh, we don't need you anymore for another ten months. Did you find and uh, did you find in some of the life transitions we've been through. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That that affected, for me at least, holidays in general uh-huh. were more challenging. I felt like Christmas, it, it, the first couple of years, soul was sucked out of me. Like, if it hadn't been for my siblings yeah, and, like, my mom with the kids, like, pushing forward with stuff, I probably would have, like, easily been, like, meh on everything. Yeah. Well, so I think so- that's been helpful for me is, like, having that continue to be pushed to where it's, like, the past couple of years I've actually enjoyed them again. Well, so, okay, so my... Uh, so my kid's mother, they she will decorate mm-hmm. for Christmas, and I'm like, let's just leave it there, let's <laughs> let's make that the Christmas house, you know, and and right. you come over to Dad's and we're just gonna hang out and have a great old time. It's gonna be like every other Thursday or Tuesday or whatever day they're here, and uh, and that's what it is. Like, I I've I've never been a decorations kid. I mean, maybe first couple years, but once my mom got bins and bins and bins full of fall like memorabilia or decorations mm-hmm. or whatever uh winter 
snowman. I mean, she was a snowman, 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 snowman collector. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, she did Fourth of July, and she's like, "Hey, Josh, I need help getting these boxes out of the attic." And I'm like, "You got two other sons. Yeah, you got two other sons. Why do you always need Josh?" And that's how I felt. Josh is her favorite. That's well, I, I was, I was, I felt like I was home the longest, right? Even though I wasn't, I was home the same amount of time as the other two. Just my perspective, as you're talking about, right? Um, anyways, and so it just always seemed like it was she was calling me, and I was like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done with decorations. And uh, I got a Christmas tree somewhere. And if I, if I get the, you know, get a hair, a wild hair to put the Christmas tree up and start decorating it, okay. Yeah, maybe. But I'm just like, no, it's my favorite time of year, but decorations? Let's give some gifts and listen to holiday music. I, let's I, watch football and let's watch uh, let's watch a couple Christmas movies yeah. that are good. You know, like Elf is a good movie. It's the best. I don't care who you are, Elf is a good movie. When it came out, Jordan watched it. That was his go-to How the Grinch movie. Stole Christmas. The original with Six Jim months. Carrey. Not the new animated one with... Uh, What's his name? Hester Fleckenbottom. I don't know what his name is. Hester uh, Fleckenbottom. Yeah, Doctor Strange. What's oh, his, yeah. What's his uh, name? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that. <laughs> I feel like I said the same thing. Anyways, so, I mean, that one's Benedict fine. Benedict Cumberbatch. That one's fine, but it's not It's not the original. The original was, was, was made very, very well. It, it still holds up, and it was made back when we were 16 years old or something, like 2000. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is my go-to. Yeah, so like I I used to have that in my office. Yeah, but working from home, no office now. But uh, I did go by Canes. I don't know if you know this, but like Canes, they every year at Christmas, as a charitable thing, uh, they sell these plush cane dogs that are mimicked after Christmas movies. And so, like last year was National Lampoons. Hmm. So this year the Christmas dogs were Charlie Brown and the Snoopy with little Woodstock. Right. So it was nice. Like I, I'm like you though. I, I'd push back on some of the decorating stuff because I was yeah. over it. Yeah. But I like it this year though. Uh, the girls, meaning mom, Grace, and Jamie, right, demanded uh, Christmas tree in every room. Oh. So we have. Oh, we have I the heard ma- that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the main Christmas tree, yep. and then the girls had their own Christmas trees, and then they got little tiny trees and decorated them for uh, me and Josh and and Jordan and Jackson, and at first. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. But I'm going to tell you what. It actually was nice. It kind of like, uh, it, it increased the overall holiday cheer. So oh, good. as much as I might not like to participate in the decorating, I do enjoy the product. You, you like watching the, the finished product of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. You know, what, you know what sometimes doesn't have a finished product? What's that? Traditional Christmas music that you're thinking, can you impromptu a parody to? On the fly. Just while sitting here. Can you figure out a parody yeah. to a Christmas song? Yeah. What'd so, you get for Christmas? Some uh, spontaneity. Yeah, that's right. Some improv. That's right. So let's just see what we got. Oh, the media out there is frightful, but the Joes are so delightful. Since we have a studio, average Joe's, average Joe's, average Joe's. I was thinking if we were going with let it Joe, let it Joe, but then I was like, no, average Joe's, average Joe's. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to, like, make a quick parody. You do. Yeah. On the fly. And if that parody works, then it works. You know, if it doesn't, well, 
you know, oh well. There's still the gift that keeps on giving. You can move on to a new one sometimes whenever you want. You can. So, anyways, I mean, you can keep going with this a little bit if you'd like to. Right? I mean, man, we don't show signs of stopping. And we brought some topics for talking. See? I mean, you yeah. can just keep going yeah. as much as you want. Anyways, it is a gift that keeps on giving. The ability to parody something on the fly. And so, speaking of parodies, I've been uh, I've been considering, I've been listening to, like, uh, the Gain commercial with uh, Craig Robinson, the the shipping guy from uh, from The Office. Oh, yeah. And, uh... And he, he, the Gain commercial is a parody about Gain laundry detergent. And I'm sitting back thinking, I can do that. Yeah, so him doing the Pizza Hut commercials. Uh, we we ordered the pizza. By the way, it's trash pizza, by the way. Which, I can't. which it was, pizza? It was so bad. P, just Pizza Hut in general. Oh, okay, yeah. I wanted to get the holiday box. And so then I was inspired because Pizza Hut? Yeah, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's fine. That's gross. No, 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 it's fine for like if you're craving some pizza, but it's like it's like Little Caesars. It's fine. It's not good. Maybe it was just the one we ordered from. It was, okay. I thought it was trash. Domino's is fine. Domino's like, is if you're phenomenal. Just, if you're just wanting pizza, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, um, Papa John, those are fine. They're not. They're not gonna just. They're not gonna blow your socks off. But if you're in need for a quick pizza to be delivered, you know they deliver, and you know they're That's open fair. almost That's the fair. whole year. They're fine pizzas. Olive oils? I was going to say, yeah. that's uh, Way better than any of those I just said. And the, yeah. the mom I and pop pizzas. I wish there was pizzas, one in Wiley. Yeah, dude. We should like order one now so you can take it home with you whenever we're done. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the mainstream pizza joints are fine. They're just fine. But that's it. They, they don't go any further than that. Anyways. We digress. Keep going. Yeah, that's true. Um, but just, no, that, was was a, that was for Adam. That was for Adam, who's like a pizza snob. Well, I, right? As well you should be. If yeah. it's a food you like, you should be picky. Speaking of pizza and snobs, have okay. you seen the prices for pizza? For little uh for CC's now. For CC's? No. Oh no, my no. goodness. So oh, it's like, like 8 we, bucks for a it's like 8.50 yeah, it's for It's ridiculous. A, so like they're doing they're trying to push their takeout and delivery now because you know, yeah. we're in COVID times, not everyone's all about that buffet life. Right. Um still good by the way. Yeah. Took the soccer team the other day. It was delicious. I haven't been in a long time. So good. So uh, but uh, I was going to get some of the house because me and Jordan are like, oh, my God, we haven't had the Alfredo and the, yep. the zesty pepperoni and stuff. Oh. Zesty yeah. pepperoni was meh. The ham and, meh. The ham and cheddar one? So good. Oh. Macaroni, though. The macaroni pizza to me is phenomenal. Okay. okay. But anyways, um, I was like, no way. Like we were About four of them, right? Through yeah. Uber? It's be like 100 bucks. And I was like, can't do it. Four pizzas through Uber was a hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, it was probably like, well, there's that and the cheesy bread and like the cinnamon things, oh, but still, yeah, yeah. But I feel like everything's just, you know, skyrocketing price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's like seven bucks to go get a a gallon of milk from the convenience store. It's horrible, yeah. man. And then like even uh, gas prices. Yeah, well, gas is gas is actually kind of plateaued right now. I'm, I'm. It's a little bit better than I'm it was. I'm surprised but, that it's plateaued, but yeah, um, uh, prices. But yeah, everything I feel like was super expensive this yeah. year. Absolutely. Um, so I, uh, what were we talking about? You're thinking you want pizza now. I'm thinking I want pizza. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm calling olive oils and I'm, yes, I'm, maybe we both go there and we order yeah. two and then yeah. I, I keep one and you take one. You might yeah. have to order two yourself for the, you get yeah. seven people at your house or something like that. Yeah. Including a, whole, yourself. a whole gaggle. Yeah. So anyways, 
no, no, no. So yeah, parody songs. I was thinking I can do parody songs. I can, I can, I can find rhyme. I can figure out syllable. I can figure out how to maybe rush a phrase to fit it where mm-hmm. I need it to fit. You know, and uh, and so I was like, how do you get into that game? How do you get into that parody making game? I don't need to sing them. I, I honestly don't think that I sing very well. And there there have been people that have told me otherwise. Voice of an angel. Yeah, there have been people that have told me otherwise, but I feel like it's just bias, you know, because they, you know, because they like me or we're friends or whatever. Have you, you ever know? had someone ask you to sing to them? Like, have you ever asked to be ser- like someone say, please serenade me? No, no, negative, negative. No. Uh, and if I, if I was asked, I would do it, you know, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't what would be you, expecting. What would your go-to serenade song be? Um, oh, my gosh. My go and during Christmas? Yeah, in general. I mean, maybe oh, you're under the mistletoe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> maybe you're under uh, the mistletoe, or maybe it's the middle of July. Maybe it's like uh, Christmas in July. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. have to be Christmas related, but like if you like if you were like, Oh my gosh, I gotta go serenade someone. Right. Like I gotta I gotta make oh it happen. Oh my gosh, if I had what to would serenade your go-to? somebody just, um, you know, for people to be just, just for her to be intoxicated. Dude, your, it would have to voice. be like a Brian McKnight song or something. Uh or a Keith Sweat. Oh, something, Ooh. you know, I'm gonna see if I let me see. Oh, my phone's over on the over on the counter. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I have a little s- back at one action there. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Like, I think everybody uh, our age, if you ask, what was your like your first uh, like slow dance? Yeah. Yeah. In your first big long term relationship. Yeah. It's that going to be that it one. could be. It could be a boys to men song. You were. Um, yeah. So uh, yesterday's is a, is a phenomenal rendition by them. Mm-hmm. Originally a Beatles song. Um there's there's a couple others that they have mm. that you know you just I'll make love to you on bended knee water yeah. runs dry I mean you have several several songs Motown Philly you know yeah. maybe I can sit, make turn that into a serenade <laughs> 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 no I don't know uh, but yeah if those were the songs the, the slow slower R and B type songs would be mm-hmm. something I would choose from I don't know what it would be but I mean that's I will tell I'm you thinking. when I think of your singing voice I I go back to I go back to church, and um, oh, yes. your, your your ability to um, low key make me laugh hysterically, yes, uncontrollably mimic the person who's singing up on the yes. stage, yes, who's leading the yeah. song, yeah. While I'm trying to get my kids to behave, right, and then their dad's over there just in stitches just because dying. I can't handle you like singing seven different parts in a yeah acapella song. That's right. <laughs> the best as loudly as possible yes in a in a auditorium with 300 people the spirit moved you it, that multiple times that is the the benefit though of like being like singing always all acapella yeah because no like if you're singing the best you can or the worst you can yeah. like no one's ever gonna say anything right what because you're trying, you trying to say i was singing the worst i could no no I'm just oh saying, i see yeah, yeah i see yeah. what is my <laughs> Is my voice being lifted less than valuable than yours? I don't know. I don't know. Trivia break. Trivia break. Average Joe, in what year did the Soviet Union collapse? 1983. 1991. Dang it. Average Joe, which singer released the album Jagged Little Pill in 1995? Alanis Morissette. Very good. Average Joe, in what year was the first... Toy Story film released. 1995. Dang it. Average Joe. What was the first name of the pink Power Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Kimberly. That's correct. Two out of four. 
Who didn't want to see Kimberly and Tommy actually get married in real life? That was trivia. Uh, no, absolutely. Who didn't want to see that actually happen? That was the uh, Tommy was the was the uh, green. Yeah, have you yeah. seen the stuff for that Legend of the White Dragon movie that got greenlit? They were doing. Uh, oh no. They did some like crowdsourcing mm-hmm. for the production and stuff, but they brought in a bunch of people now. Really? Yeah. Well, that that gets me thinking on a on a different topic. And uh, before we get that topic, we're going to we just happen to have one more of those Christmas miracles. Santa was. Just, I, I think mean, the average Joes were good boys this I, year. I feel like Santa we, Claus has been gifting us a lot. That's right. I'm dreaming of the average Joe. Things you think you don't care about. That's our podcast. Streaming and you're listening to hear Joe and Jay Bird on the show. I'm dreaming of a Joe's Christmas With every Christmas show we record May your streams, may your streams, may your streams Be filled with T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A And may all the Christmas topics be heard I dreaming of the average Joe's things you think you don't care about. That's our podcast, streaming, and you're listening to hear Joe and Jay Bird on the show. I'm dreaming of a Joe Christmas With every Christmas show we record May your streams, may your streams, may your streams Be filled with D-Y-D-Y-D-C-A And may all the Christmas topics be heard So I got a question for you, real quick, before we move okay. on to that topic. Uh, I, you know, had. Gotcha. Right. Have you? Uh, did you hear about conjunctivitis dot com? I did not. It's a uh, site for sore eyes. Ooh. Okay. No. So, uh, so during Christmas, there's always movies that that get released, mm-hmm. right? Um, so last night I watched The Matrix. Ooh, so good. The what was it called? The Matrix uh, reincarnation or yeah, something? Resurrection. Resurrection. Yep. Same basic thing. Right? Yep. Uh, thoughts. I thought it paid homage to the original. Very well. I thought that it was like a refreshing. They kind of were like refreshing a little bit, setting themselves up for uh, as many more as they want to an, almost to a, another generation. Agreed. Um. What was really funny was Jackson, Jordan was into it. Like, he's watched the other ones. He realized how ahead of their time they were. Right. 
uh, Jackson was like, this is going to be dumb. So he tried watching the first one. He thought he couldn't get through it all. Really? And so when we're watching it, he's Yay? like, yeah, he was like, <laughs> what's happening? What is happening? This is the exact same part. This is the exact same opening of the yeah. beginning movie. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to just yeah, hang tight. give it a second. Yeah. Hang tight. Yeah. So much how I think the first one was like, whoa, you know, like yep. super psychological. Yeah. I thought they did an incredible job with this one creating some of the same confusion the same like what if yeah yeah type of thing so i thought that was really special because i think it'd be really hard to top that yeah because a lot there's a lot of criticism over the second and third ones because they were kind of like meh compared to how mind-blowing the first one was. the second and third one um of the original trilogy they tried to put in so much and it, it really diluted what was actually going on now they were I thought I thought the entire trilogy was very well done. Oh, I agree. So, um I think the tie in to the last episode or the last movie was very good. Um you have uh you have the Zion character, the Zion mm-hmm. type of place, right? In in brought into this movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, which you can't not have that anymore. Once they brought it in in the third movie, you can't have that in you can't like eliminate it from any future movie, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're there for five minutes or whether you're there for 50 minutes of the movie, you can't eliminate that type of place anymore. Uh, but I thought the way that, like, if you watch the end of the third Matrix, which when was that done? 2007 or something? I mean, something like that. A, a while ago. Uh, if you watch the end of that one, then then you know that Neo and Trinity and all that, they, they die through their trying to defeat the machines or mm-hmm. whatever and uh and so anyways of course i'm sitting back we got the term resurrection so mm-hmm. obviously somebody's coming back to life um the way they did that i thought was super clever and it also in my opinion tied what was really going on in first th- in the first three mm-hmm. together like like neo is the one right well it turns out that he wasn't the one. They are the one. Right. It's like one. It's it's kind of like the movie Hancock with uh, with uh, Will Smith and Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. and they're both like angels or whatever, and they they always get to become attracted to one another uh, wherever they are at in the world, whenever they respawn or whatever. I don't know if you've seen that movie Hancock. I have, but I don't remember it. I I remember him. I remember him being like a drunk at first, but I don't remember the whole angel thing. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if they're it. I don't know if they're angels or they're just supernatural powers. Well, yeah, I just mean like I've only wa- I watched it one time, so that's I, I yeah. don't remember hardly but, anything about. So it. So the the the, the uh, premise of that is that they both live at the same time, but they try to get away from each other because when they come together, it's it's like some kind of a Armageddon. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, but it's just because they become there's a super supernatural beyond the supernatural that happens. Right. Well, that's that's what you're looking at, and that's honestly if you if you take a take the microscope into those first three movies, that's what you see there. You say you see Neo's power or abilities become exponentially grown with her when uh, Trinity's involved, and so anyways, um, it's like this movie brought that to light and and made that realization evident you know i i at first wasn't happy about some of the casting okay i wanted one like more Fishburne. like more like, yeah 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 i didn't understand why yeah. um they were having a different morpheus genius 
genius integration of the of the name Morpheus. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought, why well, thought they handled it so well? Um, I understood then later on, you know, why all those characters couldn't be. But then you go back and think about how young Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, character yeah. was in there. So okay, yep. that's cool. Uh, but I thought um, the new casting, the new like uh, gallery of rogues, if you will, yep. uh, that was with him, well done. But I, at first, I was upset about the whole Agent Smith thing. Mm-hmm. But it worked. Everything got everything it got worked. scrubbed in the first in the first Matrix. Yep. Everything got scrubbed and then and then repurposed or remade. Neil and Patrick so, Harris, that was phenomenal casting. Yeah, I mean, he he played that really, really well. Really good. Um, but I mean, you have you have every you have the first three movies were turned into a video game at the beginning. Yeah, you know, and they talk so about so smart, and that's how. That's I mean, come on, I mean, how are you? You're gonna spoiler alert. That's how. They make Neo think that his life was just a dream, you know, and his resurrected life now mm-hmm. was just a, a a dream, and they made this video game from that dream. But you know how in the first one, it really was speaking to society at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought this one, like with some of the dialogues, uh, Neil Patrick Harris especially, the way he talked about things uh-huh. and why his Matrix is better. It just was so poignant. Oh, it's and, absolutely. And it's, 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 it's everybody's living in their feelings right now. Right. That's and, one of the things. That's one of the things he said. Right. Everybody, and, including the people that like are running this country, they're running it based on their feelings. And they're talking about like how some people, weaker-minded people, uh-huh. they want to be controlled. Yes. And that's one hundred percent why it, the the time we're in right now is so incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Because there is a, there's 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 people that are trying to uh, capitalize uh-huh. on that right now. Absolutely. When you, but you also have you also have the people that are comfortable being told what to do yeah. because they're anxious to make a decision on their own. Well, I think that's the problem with anxiety right now. Is like it's like I think it's a con- internal conflict because we're I think we've been programmed for a long time. Yeah. That uh, we that that uh, choice is bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, could you ever been in a witch witch? I had a nervous breakdown when I first went into witch witch. Yeah. Too many, too many freaking choices, man. They have like thirty five different kinds of breads, like twenty different kinds of meats. Like she's I've never heard oh, of. Oh, dude, that's how is that? How like, are you having a nervous breakdown? I'm like, no, I just I'm exaggerating. Oh. but I'm just saying, like, that's a, an example of like, wow, there's infinite possibility. Oh my god! But you can sometimes be in a mindset where you're like, I don't want that much choice. Yeah. I want to pick between like one or two things. Okay, so not fifteen thousand. So Adam and I, when we when we talked, there was a little discussion about um, you can only keep three of the of the restaurants of the fast food chains, and of course they're talking mm-hmm. about national fast food chains. Mm-hmm. And you have McDonald's, Chicken Express, not Chicken Express, Chick Fil A, uh, mm-hmm. Arby's, Burger King, Subway. You have you have this, this nine things. He added Waterburger that mm-hmm. wasn't originally on there because Waterburger. Oh, like one of those pick threes you see on. Yeah. Yeah. Whataburger is more of a uh, local thing than a national thing. Anyway, so um, that's why Dairy Queen's not on there, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyways, he was he wanted to keep Taco Bell, Wendy's, and um, and I can't remember, I can't remember the third one he wanted to, he wanted to keep. I wanted to keep Arby's, Subway, 
and and Taco Bell. Taco Bell for me is is the one that's the most mainstream. Arby's and Subway have significantly more choice in what you order from there. Everything else is so streamlined, so basic. Like, it, what's the difference between the quarter pounder in McDonald's and the double cheeseburger? Nothing. Nothing is different outside of the size. It's the same burger. It tastes different. Mm, no. The Big Mac takes, tastes different. It has a different sauce on the it. The double quarter pounder. I, this is me. The double think, quarter pounder and the regular cheeseburger tastes the same. I don't think it does. It's just bigger. Well, I think well, it depends on how you get it. Okay, it's so like if you get it, just you don't. Ask oh, for I get any it as it comes, no modifications. Right. Yeah. The the quarter pounders and the double quarter pounders to me taste a little bit different because they put a lot more ketchup than they do on the like McDoubles, okay. and they have rough chopped onions on those as opposed to the the minced. Yeah. Well, but for me, it's all the same taste. It's the same basic burger, just one's slightly bigger than the other. So you, I mean. You're really limiting yourself, in my opinion, in a place like a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Wendy's, things like that. That's very straightforward menu. You have ten meals, but and all those meals are predetermined, and you can change it or whatever. Right. But it really, it really limits the choice. And in, in in Subway, you make the sandwich exactly how you want to make it, right? And you have to choose between the vegetables, and you can. You, there's no limit on which vegetables you can choose, other than the limit of how right. many vegetables are there. You can't go above and beyond that. But you can add every single vegetable, or you can mm-hmm. extra this, none of that. You know, you can add it exactly the way you want it. And for me, that's like the witch witch. Yeah, maybe it's a little overwhelming to people, but I'm sitting back thinking, thank you. Thank you for having this type of thing, because I may not be in the mood for right. a regular a regular bun and, and some special sauce and some McDonald's sauce, you know, and a, and a patty, right? Maybe I want turkey and ham on a and and then toast it right and then put some cheddar cheese you know what also throw in some mozzarella cheese because that's a crazy good combination right you know things like that and uh and for me it's it's the variety of things it's the it's the choice that isn't just a simple flat choice that makes a restaurant as good as it possibly can be you know anyways um but i understand what you're saying Right? Oh my gosh, I can't choose. Well, why? Why is making a choice on on a sandwich like that? Why is that so difficult? I don't get it. Well, no, I mean, again, I, but I know, I know that it's a thing. I know yeah. that that's a thing. Sometimes you want. Sometimes choice for people can be interpreted as complicated. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think it's it's something. You know, outside of the sandwich dialogue, but you know, I think some people want less choices because they don't, they want to be as independent. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, agreed. They want to go. With the, they want. To, they don't want to stick out. Yeah. So it's easier just to go with the mainstream. I mean, I think that's why we still, unfortunately, are predominantly a two-party system in this country. Well, agreed. I agree with that. Uh, but there's just there's just so much there's so much beauty in the ability to make. In the ability to make a choice. Yeah, free thought's a, a wonderful gift. In the ability to have a choice, mm-hmm. right? And in the ability for your choice to be vastly different than the person next to you. Do you feel that as you've gotten older, you're less binary in how you see see choices? No. Or do you feel like you're more binary? I feel like I'm I'm like uh, like my binariness is more minute. Like it breaks it down even further. Do I want this bread? Yes or no? No. 
Do I want this bread? Yes or no? No. Like there's 30, 30 options for bread in mm-hmm. this witch witch that you're so, you're supposing, right? right? Maybe exaggerating, but very much so. <laughs> um, but my point is, is like each bread, I'm sitting back. Oh, I could maybe, yeah, nope, I'm out, you know. And everything, everything is binary. Everything is ones and zeros. It's either a yes or a no. And um, but instead of looking at the big picture of do I like you, I think what you're saying is is instead of you looking at it as if I want a sandwich or not, yes or no, you're saying. Instead of asking that one blanket question and yeah. that deciding it, you're you're then taking it, but you're doing the binary thing, right? Ingredient, ingredient. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so well, so my yeah. so my question, the question that I have is, or get asked or whatever is, what do you want to eat? Oh, I, like I don't care, I, I don't care. Take me to a restaurant and I will find something to eat, and that's where that's where the, um, you know, whenever for me it's. You choose a place, and then, of course, that choice isn't appealing to the people that are going with you or you're making plans with or whatever. And so if you can be molded based on the choices that are made, right, if you can go into a place and you be fine, you be good with whatever place is chosen, and then you can, like, manufacture yourself a meal at a restaurant, regardless of the restaurant, then that in my opinion, has more blanket value in society, in your life, than just having to decide where to go to eat. Yeah, it's it's called adaptability and it's right. in short supply. Right. So I think I think looking at everything in ones and zeros is significantly more adaptable than trying to analyze the pros and the cons of every single decision. And so once you're looking at, once you start to see something that's like, you know, you question, then you start to break that down. Well, do I like this? No. Do I like this? Yes. Is this something I can do? Yes. Is this something I can do? No. That's all that it is. You start to look at the individual thing and break it down into its ones and zeros. Right. Because like, so say, so say like when we were younger and if we're using sandwiches as a metaphor. Yeah. Let's say. You know, we were like, I hate sandwiches. Uh-huh. Now that we're older, it's like, why? Why do I think I hate sandwiches? Well, I, I don't. It's not that I hate the bread. Yeah, I hate mayonnaise. Yeah. Okay, so I, what if I have a sandwich without mayonnaise? Right. At that point, now all sandwiches aren't bad. Well, and at that point when we were little, all sandwiches were the same basic type of sandwich from where you were getting them. Exactly. Now we're growing up, and we can make a sandwich the way we want to make the sandwich. Right, and we're being exposed to different ingredients. Absolutely. Sandwiches. Absolutely. Um, different types of mustard. How many different types of mustard exist, right? How many different yeah. types of Sometimes you got to experiment with yeah. you got to experiment with different condiments to find out what, what your taste is. Absolutely. And so, um, my point is, is it's not it's not in the restaurant you choose. It's not in the overarching umbrella that's decided. It's in all of the small things where the final decision for what you actually do do is decided. Well, and I think if if we're continuing this metaphor, which yeah. uh, this is awesome, um, like take for example, like you we we've said we've argued not argued but we've both agreed that we hate mayonnaise. Yeah. But we've found through uh, inquiring yep. that we actually don't like hate mayonnaise one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. There are things that we do enjoy that has mayonnaise in it. Yeah, sure. So I think Agreed. that's another thing. Like like you could look at something on the surface as 110% unequivocally bad. Yeah. And then when you start dissecting it further, yeah. You're like, okay. Well, maybe in this case or it this has context. Its place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's uh Yeah. 
Yeah. My, my biggest problem with people who get anxious over choices is that who cares what the choice is? Because that choice is a very, very broad thing. What you really want is just one minute part of that thing, right? Where do you want to go to eat? That's one thing. What your actual choice is is the plate you order. How many plates are on that menu? There's 60 plates, right, or whatever. Mm -hmm. How many plates, how many different combinations you have? That's what you're getting, not the place you're going to. The place you're going to just has a has an atmosphere or something like that, and you wouldn't even think about suggesting it if you didn't like the atmosphere, right? So, well, where do you want to go eat? Really, isn't the question. The question is, are you hungry? Okay, fair. If we're continuing the metaphor, no, I mean that's 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 fair to a degree. Um, we're not having we're not having the question, where do you want to go eat, unless the question has already been answered. Are you hungry? Right. Right. Or what are you hungry for? Right. That's so that's the thing. And then if you don't know what you're hungry for, you pick one. You pick a witch witch. You pick something where there's a thousand different combinations and then you can figure out what you want. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if which um, what do you want to do for fun? Right now? We're, now we're off of the restaurant conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you want to go do for recreation? You have Six Flags. You have uh, different types of sporting, you know, individual sporting like a bowling or a rock climbing or mm -hmm. something like that. You have uh, movies. You have um, uh, continuing the sport. You got putt putt type stuff. Mm -hmm. You got celebration station type stuff. You got all those things. You got so many different things to choose from. What do we go do? Well, that's not that's not really what matters. What matters is when we get there, what will you participate in? And so every single one of those places has fun involved in it. An arcade, bowling, movie theater, amusement park. Every single one of those places has a level of fun and a level of uh, amusement that's, that's built in for everybody. Well, okay, what, what are you going to do when we get there? That's the more important thing. Stop wasting time on picking a place. Just pick a place and then make the best of it, even if we do the same thing 20 times, right? Well, yeah, because it doesn't I mean I'm the same way. Like, I hate when you know you're asked, like, okay, you're like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? I don't like, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm good with this about anything as long as I'm actively engaged with yeah. who I'm doing it with. Oh my god, right? You know, because like, it, I, it, let's say I am passionate about top golf. We recently were there. Let's just say I'm, yeah. I'm becoming a golf nut, right? If I'm golfing with, yeah, I might love golfing, but if I'm with somebody who does not love golfing, yeah, and they're uninterested, they're yeah. not having fun at all. It's not, it's not going to bring me the same joy. Yeah. It, it, whereas, like, if let's say we were to go do, like, maybe I'm, I'm not passionate about bowling. Yeah. But I'm going with somebody, and they're really engaged, and we're having a good time. I, like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy that more. Right. 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 Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because it's more about what it's more about the the quality of. The time with the person that you're with, is less about done. what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely, it's it's, yep. it's what is being done while you're doing it. Right? Well, are of, you moping? Or are you? I mean, or are you enjoying yourself, trying your best, blah blah blah, whatever the phrases are that get you the joy you need. Well, it's kind of like with the kids, right? Like I, you know, when we were growing up, we we saw it, and it would be our parents or other parents. They were they would drive the, the kids mm -hmm. in one direction that they wanted. For me as a parent. I didn't care yeah. because what 
gave me joy yep. was watching my kids passionate about something. Yeah. And I told them I didn't care if they if they wanted to go be rhythmic gymnastic dancers. Yeah. I would be there with like the air horn yeah. going crazy. Yeah. And sure enough, like Jack got into robotics. Apparently, at the STEM conference things, yep. that's not a cheering event. I didn't right. know that. Oh, you cheered and then oh, got dude, shushed. I was yeah. I was like you know like Sunday Sunday. I was like battle bots. Yeah. You know, but no, it was there. I'm like I didn't understand because they had to work. The teams had to work together. Right. And I'm like, this is frustrating me. Yeah. But yeah, they'd get ready for a match, and I'd be, I'm the only dad in there. You got your like, air yeah, horn. Let's go, let's go. You know, like I'm I'm getting like hyped and stuff. And so. you're getting the bad looks from all the other yeah, people like, who know what, what this place is about. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm 110 percent all in on my kids. Like, yep. at an art show, yeah, I'm hyping my kids up at an art show. And yep. an art show, they're, everybody's like, you know, shh. Yeah. No, I'm freaking out. I don't know how to do it. Yep. Like when Jordan played soccer, I would end up pacing the field on the half of the field that he was on. Right. Just because, you know, I just wanted to see all of it. So I think it's the same thing. It didn't matter what they did. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it if they're enjoying it. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, since, since we have to figure out the ones and the zeros, the yeses and the nos, right, I feel right. it's very simple to say, yes, let's have some more Christmas miracles. I like it. Here comes Joe Boo, here comes Joe Boo in Average Joe Studio. Joe and Jay Bird and all his guests talking on the show. Mics are hot with headphones ringing, all is funny and live. Tune your ears and stream this show, cause Average Joe's record tonight. Here comes the Average Joe, here comes the Average Joe in Average Joe Studio. Got baggage that's filled with topics for listeners of the show. Hear those dad jokes, simple punchlines, oh, a hilarious sight. So follow us now on Spotify, cause Average Joe's record tonight. Here comes Jay Bird, here comes Jay Bird in Average Joe Studio. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, you can all hear the show. Jay Bird knows you're a click away to that, he's gonna say right. Here's T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A, cause Average Joe's record tonight. Here come the Average Joe's, here come the Average Joe's in Average Joe Studio. We'll come around when Monday's here, that's when we record our show. Peace on earth will come to all if you just follow us now. So let's give thanks to the Lord above that the average Joe's record somehow. Here comes Joe Boo, here comes Joe Boo in Average Show Studio. Joe and Jay Bird and all his guests talking on the show. Mics are hot with headphones ringing, all is funny and live. Tune your ears and stream this show, cause Average Joe's record tonight. 
give you a break. Hot mics, hot mics. Joe Boo. Yes. How many gold medals did gymnast Simon Biles win in the 2016 Olympic Games? Simone Biles? I've heard it both ways. Uh, Five. And four. Okay. Which boxer styled himself the Celtic Warrior? Uh, I don't know. Steve Collins. Okay. Just ask the top question. Oh, okay. <laughs> In which city is the Macarena Stadium located? New Mexico. Rio de Janeiro. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not that state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a nation I've never state. Heard. I've nation never. state. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many miles are in a marathon? Uh, that would be 26.1. Isn't that right? 26.2. Oh, so oh, close. So close, so close. So close. And that was trivia. Okay, so um, I got one question. What's becoming... Quickly obsolete in in your opinion regarding Christmas. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. What's becoming quickly obsolete in your opinion regarding Christmas? Like personally or in society? Uh sure. Either. Okay. Um I think what I'm I'm seeing more of we were talking about this at kind of a work thing the other day. I think your quintessential traditional Christmas meal uh-huh. is pretty much obsolete now. I okay. think most families... The turkey, the stuffing, the, the ham, cranberries, the, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think most families kind of do their own thing. Like, we do, we alternate, um, like, Mexican food and Italian food usually. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard other families do... Uh, one lady at work was talking about they pick a, a culinary theme. Okay. And so, like, maybe it's a uh, hibachi one year. And yeah. so everybody mm-hmm. brings different stuff, and they do hibachi. Like, yeah. this year they were doing American Steakhouse. So okay. the person hosting was doing the steaks and baked potatoes, but other people were bringing, like, the macaroni and cheese. Scallop and potatoes yep. or Caesar yeah. salads and stuff like that. Okay. So, so the, or so all-day appetizers. So you, know? you believe the traditional Christmas meal is becoming obsolete. Yeah, like, nobody's waiting for a goose from uh, yeah. uh, the Scrooge guy. Right. Uh, so I think gifts are becoming obsolete. Like the traditional gift is becoming sure. obsolete. Um, the gift card is rapidly, like rapidly taking its place. I would say almost like the gift cards. I think gift cards are going away too to digital now, man. Yeah, but uh, but that's my point. Like oh, people yeah. are no longer gifting a a thing; they're giving money. Oh, that's fair. Right, that's they're they're saying. giving you a gift card. They're giving you a digital coupon or or something that has money off of of something. Uh, but that's that's becoming the gift now. Mm-hmm. Which because there's so many things to choose from, right? It's way easier to just provide the money and let them make the choice what mm-hmm. they want. And so uh, it's taking a lot of the. Um, What's it called? It's taking a lot of the creativity out of what the gifts are that you're going to buy or going to give to people, um, which is why I really like white elephant stuff. The white elephant party or whatever is way better. Yeah, it's fun. Than your your traditional family around the Christmas tree opening gifts nowadays. 
Now, don't get me wrong, family around the tree opening gifts, amazing time. It's all about the kids. Let's watch them open their right. gifts and see the shocked faces or the, maybe the disappointed faces for not getting what they wanted or whatever. But in terms of in terms of the potential uh, anonymity of the gift that you're about to get, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all those kids put something on a list. This is what I want. I want clothes. I want uh, gift. I want uh, uh, you know a bicycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. All those things are on right. a list. They're trying to expect things. Right. When you go to a white Christmas, you have zero expectations of what you could possibly get, especially whenever you put a, a dollar amount to it or you put a uh, a theme like. One of the best ones, dude, is uh, as seen on TV. Oh, that's fi- that would be fun. An as seen on TV white elephant gift. So, um, and you know maybe put a twenty dollar minimum or a fifty dollar max or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but um, but the as seen on TV things, everybody wants to buy those, but nobody wants to pay the shipping and handling. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to commit to getting one and then you get a second one free. Well, what am I going to do with that second one? You know. Right. Uh, there's just all kinds of stuff, and nobody wants to feel like they're getting uh, taken for a ride on uh, on a on a TV infomercial, mm-hmm. right? Well, whenever you see it at the store and you can just pick it up and pay for it, it's significantly more easy on the mind. Right. All right. I'm not having to hope shipping completes itself and makes it here. Right. Right. right I'm right, not. Right. I'm not potentially paying money to somebody who's going to scam me or anything. Yeah. Whoever pitched Walmart, that idea was brilliant. I mean, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, CVS, all those have the the as seen on TV things. Anyways, that is one of the best possible events you could be to, as long as everybody's engaged. Right. That's that was one of your criteria. Yep. Right. If you're somewhere and you may not be into something as much, as long as everybody's engaged, it doesn't matter your personal feelings, if you become engaged, you end up generally having a good time. And so I've gotten caught in that regard a few times. Like I've gotten caught on the, on the negative of that. Uh, went, to a, went to a Pete's Piano Bar one time, and it was, I was 26 or something, and I went with, with the girl's mom when we were married, and, 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 uh, and I just let everybody know I wasn't having a good time. And it, and it was a drain. And it was very selfish of me to do that. But at the same time, I didn't really want to be there at a place where I had this, I had these preconceived notions about, um, you know, this was Kelly's stepmom just before she became stepmom. And I knew that that was happening, right? I knew that she was about to marry her dad. And, and, uh, and I had some preconceived notions about her that, that were not popular <laughs> in the, in the small circle. But, um, but anyways, I just had some I had some things in my mind that I knew it was like a birthday party or a bachelorette party or mm-hmm. something, uh, some version of celebration towards getting married and stuff or something like that. I don't remember, but I just went and I was like, oh, is that a bar? What am I going to do there? Drink water and watch people play pianos? You know, like I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to enjoy myself. And I, I intentionally didn't enjoy myself. Right. And I got to answer to that. And uh and it's like, it's not about you, right? And it was a big lesson, uh, one that, that I have now on a regular basis. I start thinking about, is it about me? Mm-hmm. Or is it about something greater than me or something just outside of myself? And so, which is one of the reasons why I love Christmas, because it ain't about me and I know it. And I just, all I want to do is see how happy my kids are whenever they're, whenever they're opening gifts or whenever, you know, we're sitting around the tree or whatever. <clears throat> you know, I was talking... I was talking to, I forget who I was talking to about it, but I was telling him how, like, 
if if one of the greatest things that I want or greatest gifts I think I could give the kids as far as like passing on things to them or you know it's like if after you know after our, our time is is done you know it's something that I want them to carry like a legacy uh, for me is like to choose love yeah and and how we talked about binary yeah for me I'm starting to see the world much more like that yeah when I'm faced with a situation I ask myself like which choice is love yeah and trying to teach them now that you know like I, I tried telling them um, love is unconditional relationship to reciprocal people get those two things confused yeah when you have someone in your life that's creating trauma or causing trauma needing to remove yourself from that relationship doesn't mean that you hate them or have to hate them. You can still right, love them. Right. You can still pray for them. You can right. still want things to, to go well for them. Um, not want anything bad to happen to them. Right. But sure. you don't have to continue to endure that. Right. And I think because of some of the unfortunate experiences they've seen and, and been through themselves, they view that they view kindness as weakness at times. Like, yeah. Oh, well the good guy always does finish last yeah. or, the good person is the person that's always gets screwed over. Right. And so hey, I'm trying to like get them to see it a little bit bigger than that, you know, cause at the end of the day, and we've talked about this, not to go completely down the religious, um, uh, rabbit hole here, yeah. but like if you had to sum up, like what was the point? Like the whole new Testament, right? Yeah. Like I think a big component of that is, is love. Cause that's really at the core, maybe the biggest component everything that was taught, everything that was demonstrated, you know, and one of my favorite scriptures, you know, the greatest of these is love and it's 100% true. Yeah. So that's what, uh, I don't know, man, that's, that's, uh, that's something I'm trying to get across to them and I, and I see that they're picking up on it, you know, and they're starting to demonstrate it, but it's, uh, it's challenging at times. So yeah, when in doubt, choose love. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, dude, once you start looking through that lens, it's so difficult, number one, to look out of it. Number two, to see that there is anything outside of that lens. And number three, to enjoy yourself outside of that lens. Yep. Um, that's, that, there's, too much, there's too much hatred, there's too much negativity to, um, to actually really exist with it. And once you start, uh, once you start being more loving, then it's, it's ridiculously easier to have a happy life. Uh, one of our mutual friends uh, sent me over something that a friend had said her. Okay. And it was uh, 1 Corinthians 13, a Christmas version. Did, did you see that as well? No, I have not. Okay. Well, we have the music going. I'll read it. Okay. It said, if I decorate my house perfectly with plaid bows, strands of twinkling lights and shiny balls, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another decorator. If I slave away in the kitchen, baking dozens of Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals, and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime, but I don't show love to my family, I'm just another cook. If I don't, if I don't work at a soup kitchen, carol in the nursing home, and give all that I have to charity, but or excuse me, if I do work in a soup kitchen, carol the nursing home, uh, give all I have to charity, but I don't show love to my family, it profits me nothing. If I trim the spruce with shimmering angels and crocheted snowflakes, attend a myriad of holiday parties and sing in the choir's cantana, I probably butchered that, uh, of holiday, par or excuse me, and focus on, if I don't focus on those that I, that I love the most, I have missed the point. In other words, love stops the cooking to hug a child. Love sets aside the decorating to kiss the spouse. Love is kind uh, through harried, though harried and tired. 
Love doesn't envy another one's home that has coordinated Christmas china and table linens. Love does not yell at kids to get out of the way, but is thankful that they're there to be in the way. Love doesn't give only to those who are able to give in return, but rejoices in giving to those who can't. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Video games will break, pearl necklaces will be lost, golf clubs will rust, but the gift of love will endure. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, it was uh, pre, pre-holiday, uh, amp, uh, everything amping up, yep. you know. And uh, I think a, a common time everyone faces feeling anxious and short-tempered yeah. and it was poignant time uh when she sent that i really appreciate that message and it really um i think for me made my whole christmas experience much more enjoyable because it was a nice reminder of, of resetting my lens yeah and anything little hiccup that came up yeah i was I, I reminded myself man i'm thankful that i have these people in my life for the hiccups right I'm, I'm thankful to have a need for doing these things because in fact, there are some people that don't, that aren't in a place to enjoy those things. That's correct. So. Absolutely. Uh, dude, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Maybe, so was, maybe you share that with me if I'm not already shared on it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Good deal. You know the author. Oh, I do. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> the, more, was, the more you know. The more you know. Yeah. Dude, we, we're going to have to add that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I, I thought it was, it was real poignant. Not, and, uh, wanted to share it because it was uh it was well received man it was good stuff well you know what i hope is well received another another miracle It's beginning to look a lot like the average Joe. T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Take a look if it's Monday then. We're recording once again with Jaybird and the average Joe. It's beginning to look a lot like the average Joe. Topics of every kind But the funniest ones we do Is the pranks we debut Best when they're refined A pair of really cool dudes And their attitudes that you get from Jason and Joe Guys that'll talk and be here Six o'clock is the hope of the average Joe Boo And listeners can hardly wait To see what we will do it's beginning to look a lot like the average Joe's live in studio. There's a mic that is really swell, a camera there as well. The fancy kind that's perfect for the show. It's beginning to look a lot like the average Joe's. Soon the episode will start And the thing that'll make us king Is the parody that we sing Right within our heart
lot like the average Joe. Topics of every kind. But the funniest ones we do is the pranks we debut. Best when they're refined. Sure, it's the average Joe's best of its kind. It just occurred to me that uh, if people are watching the video for this, it's yeah. going to look like the lyrics and the video are out of sync because, you know, me sitting still and quiet. Yeah. Very hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I found myself, regardless of the beat of the song, yeah. I've just been keeping the same movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to try not weird. to make it look like it's out of sync. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, you have to you have to do what you got to do to make yourself feel better about every episode and your involvement in it. There you go. You got to do it. And uh, if you don't, well, I mean, then shame on you, right? Exactly. If you're not trying to make yourself the best you can be in an episode. I'm telling you what. Then, then it, shame, shame. It wouldn't be T-Y-T-Y-D-Z-A. Hey, look at you. Yep. Look at you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad you've stopped saying AGM. I mean, I still do it every once in a while. That's fair. It's When you do it fast, the J and the G are easy to, yep. easy to mix up. I mean, technically, we have heard it both ways. Wait for it. Okay. Oh, you were supposed to say that's fair. No. <laughs> if we are playing volleyball, we would not have scored on that point. No, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Ace. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, Joe... Uh, Christmas is such a great time, man. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lighthearted time. I love it mostly because, uh, outside of the family aspect of it, it's mm -hmm. a couple weeks off of school. It's a break from the, uh, my, my soccer season ramps up in December and season begins with practices and scrimmages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and then we have a little break and I love the break around Christmas. I love that it's UIL mandated. We can't practice two days before, two days after. And um, I generally, the way it falls, there's a lot of times where I give a little bit more than five days. But, um, but anyways, it's just, it's a nice break. It's a nice jump back. It's a nice relaxing time. Just sit, do what you need to do, get what you need to get done, spend time with family, et cetera. And it's a good reset time. And so. Yeah, I think I, I just enjoy that I'm, you know, I'm easily reflective. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I like this whole time of the year because you, you take stock of, of what what you've gained, what you've lost, yeah. you know, um, and just the different things that have, that have really occurred in, in life. And I think when you're trying to uh, get prepared for the fresh start of the new year, it's really good to have that time with your family, time with your friends, that yeah. downtime to recharge you, motivate you, uh, you know, just take stock so that you can try to plot your course for the upcoming year. Yeah. Well, while we're trying to plot that course, let's also try to impromptu another song real quick. Okay. This is the uh, the the ever-coveted and highly sought-after I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas type of song. Okay. So we're going to we're gonna try to give a, a, an impromptu parody we are. for just we a couple are. lines of this thing. Yes. So here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. I want the average Joes for Christmas Only the average Joes will do Don't want highly unapologetic 
Shout out to our bestie. That's right. Oh, Adam Walker. Good dude. One of the best. Um, anyways, guys, if, if you're out there and Christmas time, holiday time is not uh, what you think it should be, I mean, I believe that you should first be looking in the mirror, maybe looking in the heart, see if what mm-hmm. you are giving to it is more than what you're expecting from it. And once you do that, your holidays, the the time with family or the time that everybody seems to love at times a year will become existentially more to you. Time is the greatest present you can give or receive. Yep, absolutely. And uh, whether it's Christmas or if it's March or August or October, I, I could, I think we all, we both would say, um, give that time yep. to the people that you love. Absolutely. Uh, and spend it with it as much as possible because... We, we don't have anything guaranteed in life. That's right. So make That's the right. most of it. Until next time, I'm the Average Joe Boo. Yo soy un Average Joe. Telling you to keep it clean. Oh, come all ye faithful. Joey, Jay, Bird, and Joe Boo, welcome ye, welcome ye to Average Joe's Media. Listen and join us, Joe's the king of podcasts. Oh, come, let all listen now. Oh, come, all like and share now. Oh, come, let all subscribe now. T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A.